Welcome back to episode 61 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here's where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iron Man. And today, we bring back Maddie from DCLblogger.com, Frankie Needles, Anorak, and Real Real from DCLplazas.com for another roundtable discussion. First up, we discuss methods on bringing the masses to Decentraland. Next, how the DAO should be governed and the Lao could be an option. Then, we break down what the foundation is. And finally, we look into the proposal for creating wearables and authorizing collections. All right, let's listen in. Are you recording now? Yeah, we're recording. We're, we're on now. But it's interesting. It's important to bring up critical issues, though. So that's yeah, because like perfectly like, fine. Like Will said, we're all sharing the same uh, dilemma of like mm. this chicken and egg scenario. Like how yeah, we all want to develop cool metas and cool experiences, but. The, fi- the financial viability of that all roots is rooted on whether or not people come to pay to play. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So kind of to frame the uh, the conversation that we're having now for for everyone watching is what's the incentive for any player to come to Decentraland when first there's nothing to do. Then if there's nothing to do, then what's the incentive for the developer to build anything if there's not a player base to monetize? And then what's the incentive for the landowner to purchase any creation by any developer if they don't have players to show up on their land to play and potentially monetize their land? Mm-hmm. And the way that I break this down is if if with MetaZone, the idea was to showcase that there is a market, there is a place where creators can monetize their creation so that they're not just building stuff um, and likely wasting their time. Um, and then on top of that, it, we're showcasing that landowners' intent of uh, the reason why they have land is because they hope to monetize it to a certain extent. Now, everybody doesn't have to monetize. Um, you could you could just put up art and for, for art's sake, and that's the purpose of your land. But for other people who consider this more of an investment, well, they have a place to potentially monetize with create creations done by developers through MetaZone. And, and the main reason MetaZone exists is because right now, if I create something and I sell it to uh, Maddie, I have to give the source code to Maddie so he can go and, and deploy it. And Maddie could take that source code, copy, and send it to everybody on this call for free, which doesn't allow f- uh, an incentive for as a developer to, to do that, right? And, and so with MetaZone, you're sharing that source code with, with us. We're keeping it safe and not sharing it with anybody. But then we're deploying that that creation to a bunch of a bunch of landowners in a few clicks. So that's that's the real purpose of MetaZone. Now the mm-hmm. fact that there's still uh, uh, daily active users is low. That's something for the community to kind of contribute as to our opinion is if we tell developers that there's a market, there's there's a a marketplace that they can sell their creation that at least cracks the egg in the chicken and the egg situation. Uh, because players are not going to show up to Decentraland to do nothing, no matter what. And then the whole idea of Decentraland popping out these NFTs is also not sustainable because those NFTs end up being worthless if they just keep coming out with NFTs. Mm-hmm. So so there's there's sort of like an, an underlying issue that we need to solve as a community to bring that DAU up. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where I, how I look at things. Yeah. 
the platform is really early though. It, it's it only is. two months old, uh, being public. And the DAUs across the board of NFT projects, and I think integrated into this, the discussion also was around how do we get sponsors and other people involved in paying for these experiences based on the statistics that will now be available will be available to us on in terms of how many visitors we're getting a week and our retention rates as opposed to uh, not knowing those before. So now we'll know them and those are the numbers we can go to sponsors. But the discussion previous to this recording was, um, will sponsors be interested seeing just a small number of daily, you know, DAUs of a hundred people max. Mm. Um, is that appealing? And how do we make that appealing? Obviously, um, that has value because in the past, you know, CoinFest had like 60, maybe a hundred people come through, check out their conferences and, and watch 20 to 30 minutes worth, worth of pitches. Um, that's hundred percent valuable. Not, not, not to mention the Twitter sharing and all the content you get and the exposure you get there. So how do we package that as well? Um, that those visitors that we are getting are a lot more valuable than just the thousand impressions that advertisers might see or sponsors might see. Um, um, another yeah, thing, another thing, uh, Iman, real quick, uh, we have to think about this a little bit differently for Decentraland and the metaverses. Is a conference in a physical space, that makes sense to sell for like two days. People show up, they fly in, they experience a conference, all the kiosk, and I don't think you could, you should replicate that in the metaverse. We have to think about this a little bit differently. A conference in Decentraland should be an experience that can happen at any time of the day, and you'll have the experience that you came for without having to wait for a, a necessarily a crowd to be there or a presentation to show up or it's it we have to think about this a little bit differently than just trying to emulate a conference within the metaverse. It's like, like why if you're gonna build a house on your land, why does it have to look like a house that can that looks like mm. the the house across the street? Why? Why can't it? I be, always question that. Yeah, well, like why can't we just think outside the box and build yeah. a home that has the same you know idea of a, of a house, but it looks like fantastic, right? Yeah. Something that you couldn't have in the real world. So when well, you're talking about well, a conference within Decentraland, it has to be different. Yeah, yeah. well, there's a couple of things on that. About, like, the conference being different and, and that whole thing. I've, I've been kind of, like, talking about this a lot lately, about not being stuck to just whatever's on your land and you can change it. Yeah. You know, because I, I've been coding my scenes in and, and, you know, with the flip of a couple, you know, buttons, I can I could change my scene completely if I had another GLB and, and yeah, animations sure. all lined up. So... You know, if you it, with that in mind, you know you could have a, a conference. Let's say, like, and I was talking about the Monopoly thing the other day, which you were right. So, like, I, you know, like you could have a piece of land that's over there. All right, you know, that's another spot to go to. You know, for let's say the same group of information. Let's say it's a country music uh, conference. I don't know nothing about country music, but just saying, you know, mm -hmm. and this booth is on this piece of land. There's a there's a there's a you know performance going on over there, and then this booth is on this piece of land they're trying to sell this kind of thing or whatever you know and so like it's not necessarily has to be in the same place it could be that's not a problem either but i'm just saying like you know it could be on your let's say on your piece of land that you normally have a store on but you decided to participate in this thing yeah so now it's being loaded with a scene for the weekend you know yeah that that's... i think in time people will start to innovate on new visual ideas and things um, everyone's capped with their imagination because they can only the create what they know. 
um, you know, since I've been building, like I, I thought I was all smiling when you said that because I'm looking at my building. My building's a big square, but it's efficient. It takes up most of the space of the whole scene. It doesn't take much <coughs> triangles. It mm-hmm. looks decent, and you know, it, it's a square, but it doesn't take up a ton of triangles. You know, it left it left me a lot of room to do everything else. You know, like tonight I got the party going on and I got it like loaded with triangles with like different things. You know. Yeah, so I'm I'm not knocking any design that looks like pretty pretty standard like a normal house would. It it's more about like a, a frame of thinking where we're not limited to traditional physics. And yeah, it, because like we have up. Yeah, right, right. We have we have volume. We, like for example, if you go to our Metazone Tower, there there is no structure there, right? We have a ramp that goes to the second floor, but we don't have any pillars on the other side, like standing this mm. thing up. Right. So, so it's, we got to think outside the box with the center line, even though we're limited to being within a box, if, if that makes any sense. Um, and so there's no knock. I mean, it's, it's really up to the creator to decide what they want to do. Um, it, it's just merely thinking about if I want to do a conference in Decentraland, well, what would that look like if I had no physics limitations? Mm-hmm. Uh, what would that look like if I want, if I had access to the entire planet to go into Decentraland where half the planet is sleeping right now, the other half is doing a million things right now. How can I leverage each individual person on the planet to experience my conference within a virtual world? Like, what would that look like? And it's not, you know, just deploying within, you know, a Genesis Plaza, putting up a few kiosks to sell some masks, right? That potentially that is one function of the conference, but we just got to think beyond that. Like, what would it look like to show up to Decentraland? And Decentraland is the conference, right? Everything that I interact with has some conference functionality. Yeah, but how do you pull that off as far as getting all the other land uh, hosts involved and like synchronized to deliver like a, like a cohesive experience. What do you, well, you know what I mean? Well, that's on, on, on smaller levels first, you know, you would have, yeah, that's, that's what's going on right now. Well, it's, you all know fo- when, it's all focused in one localized area, right? Yeah. yeah but you know, when uh, Decentraland updates or the DCL team updates Decentraland, <laughs> we all mm-hmm. sort of, well, the developers directly uh, get affected because shit breaks. And so when shit breaks, you got to figure out why it broke. And it's like, Oh, it's been the update. So maybe maybe there's like a conference update that all the lands have some conference functionality that would would create an incentive for all <laughs> landowners to participate and on top of that the conference has an incentive because now all landowners are participating you know so we just that's that's like the the mental challenge right now is to figure out like how do we do a metaverse conference if that's what we're trying to attack mm. I think also uh, viewing that conference, you can do that by entering the Explorer, but you should be able to do it by just clicking a link on mobile and viewing it. Like you're not, maybe you don't have to be in it, but you can view yeah, maybe what's you don't happening have an in avatar necessarily there. Like let's say yeah. in mobile, and so it doesn't really support an avatar because it'd be too much. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. you can just kind of like be there. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just true. a number on the screen, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, crypto voxels, when I checked it out, uh, there was a good eighty to ninety people. It was packed. I'd oh, never seen. Yeah. 
Did you, you guys went in there as well. Yeah, I, I, I went in there. Yeah, yeah. I, dra- I dropped in for about 10 minutes. I was wearing my boot on my face like this. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea with the wearables that you had to select where to put them. So all my shit was on my head. And I looked like, a, I had like four or five different <laughs> things on my head. I walked in, I said, Maddie, what's on your head? And then I went and took my wearables out of my same exact thing. You know? <laughs> that's what I realized that when you said that, that's when I realized, wait a second, I have to d- put these t-shirts on my body. Yeah. Like I have to select that. Yeah. It was just funny. But the fact that 80, 90 people were, were viewing this uh, talk, and I realized it's probably because a lot of these guys are just clicking on their mobile. Because I noticed a lot of these weren't moving as well. So people were just maybe watching it on their mobile phone, um, jumping in, obviously, without even a MetaMask. You can yeah. engage with it in such an easy way that so many, that, that's the difference between a meetup that's available to everyone mm-hmm. compared to like a Decentraland one where you have to pay mana to join and have a MetaMask. Um, two things I, I noticed about that place. Um, the ability to fly, which I don't know if I want, but I'm just saying it was a thing. Um, and then they had links. I, mean, I know they had voice chat, but they had links in their chat. Mm-hmm. And that was huge. This guy says, hey, I'm having some sort of a event after this. Threw the link in there. I hit the link. Now I'm at his place and I'm just kind of walking around and, you know, I didn't stay for long, but I went, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But see, something like that would be an issue in the future. Yeah, it's great now. But, but I think what was cool was that the link that they shared was a uh, a land like link. So if Decentraland allow just links to be the, the whitelisted links just to be land links, so you can just say, hey, visit my plot, here's a plot, as opposed to an external one. That's perfectly fine. I mean, yeah. people share where they want to go. You just click and you can go instead of typing in the coordinates and getting everyone confused. Well, another thing about that, I guess, if you want to avoid that, you just have a favorites list. And then, you know, if you said, hey, check my land out like this, and then you went there, and then you, you liked what you want, you know, you could put it on your favorites list as far as uh, what kind of lands you like, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, I can see that mm-hmm. coming in the next update or future updates. <laughs> yeah, I think that's on the uh, the roadmap there on Trello. is like destination points or something like that for the next column. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Boys, so. I, just... I might be confusing that with something else that's on there, but... Pretty can sure I just um, like quickly go through the topics just yep. so we can put some structure to this sure. instead of jumping around? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you guys can add if you want to or not. And then we'll start at a topic and talk about that. And then I'll time it for 15 minutes. Yep. So that I just want to attempt a bit more of a structure with this. Because trying to cut mm-hmm. down the other one, and I was just way too hard. There was just stuff. <laughs> yeah, we were jumping around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so let me start. Um, there's, there's five or six topics that come to mind. I don't know if we're going to go through all of these. Um, there's the Lao that, um, I think I man brought up LAO, mm-hmm. uh, we can go through that first. Um, there is the, the foundation that I think August or Decentraland posted recently about their function being an independent body and then them being in control of certain, certain progress, uh, parts of Decentraland. Uh, there's the NFT wearables and the whitelisting map that was made available to us through Esteban's forum. I don't know if you guys saw that or yeah. had a chance to read that. That's a little bit complicated. I didn't really understand exactly how it works. It'd be a really good discussion piece. Same here. Yeah. Um, we can talk about the forum itself. And then there's the stats that we just talked about at the start. Okay. Um, so, so I think we, to- we, we talked about the stats already. Um, Rio, did you want to say your piece on that? If if you can install in uh, software for okay to try to yeah I guess we'll save it for the end then maybe like yeah so you can get them by then and I've uh, also got a DCL core down if you guys want to talk about that or not 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, at the end, I'm I'm really interested in what I Man found with the Lao. Uh, yeah. I Man, do you want to go and explain a little bit of it? Like, what's the elevator pitch for the Lao? Well, by the, the way, that, um, sorry, mm-hmm. I Man, it's eight thirty-five on my phone, so I'm gonna put a. Is, there, is that okay if yeah. we go by timers? Do you reckon we should do that, guys? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, we can try, and I guess may- maybe if if we get that timer and we feel like this this topic that we're currently discussing deserves more time, we just yeah. push push through and just. Of course, going. of course, of course. Yeah, but uh, just just note your time and add fifteen minutes to it, and we'll try okay. and give everyone a piece through that. Anyway, okay. Yeah, the reason why the Lao got my interest because like 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 what we were talking about before we started recording is there's a huge issue as far as like how to incentivize developers to <clears throat> want to choose Decentraland as their platform of choice to you know apply their skills and their knowledge and create. Like right now, it's we kind of see it's it's a voluntary system because yeah, like like Rio brought up, there's not many uh, sources of monetization yet because the player base is so small. So there's um, some projects out there currently in the DeFi ecosystem uh, that's kind of focused on that. They want to replicate the whole Silicon Valley atmosphere, meaning, you know, traditionally in cryptocurrency space, in order for a project to raise funding for whatever it is they want to do, they launch an ICO, they mint out a batch of tokens, and they distribute them among a, a group of supporters. So, and I think over the years, the community has kind of like figured out that that method isn't so reliable anymore because a lot of those projects, they did not deliver on their promises. A lot of them were just white paper projects, whatever. So now, <clears throat> I, once I found this article about the Lao, I think uh, Decentraland has a unique opportunity considering we already have a DAO in place. Well, not yet. We're kind of like in the early beginning stages of figuring out as a community how to run this DAO. So part of that is we have to kind of figure out what direction to take as a community, how to manage the funds that already exist uh, within the DAO. Because from my understanding, there's 222 million mana that's going to get funneled through it for the next 10 years. So you don't want to take an approach that's we're super lackluster as a community as far as how we manage those funds. And we just distribute it to projects that don't generate a return. So the Lao, the, their main focus is to generate profit for this decentralized autonomous organization. So how does the Lao work? If you want to so so the Lao works uh, just like a venture capitalist. So what, yeah. a, what a VC does is they go and raise funds from a bunch of uh, either other, f- other funds or, uh, you know, really rich people. And so they mm-hmm. collect, let's say, billions of dollars, right? And what the VC does, is supposed to do is they're supposed to vet their investments. It could be focused on growth. It could be focused on startups. It could be focused on one industry or another. It doesn't matter. Right. And, uh, so, uh, and the, and the VC's job is to make money for their investors. And that's what the Lao does. The Lao is a VC, but completely decentralized. And the, the whole world, anyone who has money can invest their money into the Lao so that the, so, so that each investor into the Lao is itself a decentralized autonomous organization. And so all the investors get to vote on what should get invested. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then us as creators, we'd go and, you know, we would draw up a, a pitch deck, um, a proposal, and we'd submit it to the Lao. And then at some point, you know, investors who are interested would read it and they would go and vote, say, yes, I want to invest in this. And uh, if enough investors say yes, 
for a particular amount of money, then it's it's all via smart contracts. All of a sudden, I get a million dollars because that's my proposal um, into my my wallet account, and now I can start you know building whatever I said I was going to build. Um, mm-hmm. And so, just think of the Lao being a, a venture capitalist fund for the world using a decentralized autonomous organization. So, is there anyone that's there to manage that money? Oh, that's the part that's decentralized. That's the part that's decentralized. So nobody manages the money. It sits there and the DAO gets the vote on where that money goes. So there's mm-hmm. proposals and then there's investors. That's Correct. It. Yeah, but the way that it's set up is that the investors, uh, I believe it's 120 ETH you buy and it gives you like 1% back of the of the uh, total LAO. Um And then you can buy up to 9% as a company. And then those people that are buying that then have the voting rights, correct? Mm -hmm. So then that's like, I don't know. I feel like that for me is where stuff kind of gets murky. If you have the same people investing and that are going to be voting on the projects, like I feel like those two should be separate from each other. But I understand the incentive for investors is then to be able to turn around and vote on where your money goes. Like, I understand that. But just having those two together, I don't know, it seems a little weird to me. Are we starting on this conversation about like the voting with manner and land thing? Because, oh, my God, that is a whole different topic in itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> well, that, that's, that is... <laughs> Boiling that's, down. <laughs> that's a separate dedicated session, man. But I think right now we're just talking about the Lao. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, what Anorak brings up is a good point. It's like a murky gray area of how the governance structure is actually set up to begin with. In the Lao's sense, it's, uh, I guess in Decentraland sense, it, it's more, I would want it to be more communal. But the problem is for any of these uh, protocols or propositions, it's always in the hands of of the wealthy you know the whales always have the most control yeah and that's that's something we'd have to decide how to throttle as a community i don't know how but it's it's i think it's something worth discussion um i think each person should have one voting right like if you're a land owner and a manor owner you have a separate 50 percent of the vote that's 50 Mm percent of the vote each owner no matter how many lands they've got you've got Mm -hmm. one voting right because you're one citizen you're one person Mm -hmm. and then I, i feel like that's more balanced or, or there should be some weight in that kind of formula yeah, as I opposed agree. to just giving mana value because whales at the end of the day will end up controlling mm-hmm. these, these mm-hmm. places. Well, that's the structure whales, going. You know? Yeah, that's, <laughs> a common, that's a common theme around like all uh, cryptocurrency projects that I've seen over like the last few years. Whales always end up controlling any kind of a decentralized ecosystem at the end of the day. It happens to Bitcoin. You know, the majority of the hash rate is centralized in China. Mm-hmm. It's happening to Ethereum. It's happened to EOS. It's happened to Steam. It's happened to everything. So Steam, yeah, Steam. <laughs> oh, man, uh, that was a train wreck. Whatever just happened last exactly. month or so. Yeah, Rio. Um, do you want to check your audio, man? I'm not sure if I can hear you properly when you do uh, speak. Yeah. What do you want to hear, bro? Are you, are oh yeah, <laughs> I can hear you, but you're just a little bit more silent than the rest. Can oh, really? Everyone else uh, here, okay? Move me a second. I'll sorry. I'll... Same it's actually not too bad. It's not too bad. It's just a little bit more distant. It's it's quieter for sure. Quiet. Okay. But but the so, the, the, the root this, the root point I guess for this this topic or this discussion is okay. So we can all recognize that development requires funding, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and in the current today's early ecosystem, 
it's probably not going to come from like organic sources, meaning, you know, revenue generated from the product you've created, you know, up front. So I think if we could figure out how to maximize this DAO and automate it. So this is like a tool that developers have never encountered before in history where they could propose their projects, maybe it's in certain centralized entity like Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Basically it's a Kickstarter. It is. It's a, decentralized, it's a decentralized Kickstarter. That's all it is. Specific for Decentraland projects. I think it's awesome, man. I think it's a perfect fit for Decentraland as well. It doesn't make it makes perfect sense to be there. Yeah. And projects like Chainbreakers wouldn't have dissolved if something like this was already set in place, you know? That I mm-hmm. from what I read, the majority reason why they no longer ex- or they're trying to pass on the intellectual pro- property to another team is funding. You know, yeah. they ran out of funding. And it, from everything I read, it's it sounded like a great project. They had great artwork. They had great intellectual property. That's why they're trying to sell it off. You know, they just right. could not continue the roadmap progression because outside investors are not interested currently because there is that dilemma of low daily active users. Yeah. You know, I think that's only going to get worse moving forward in today's economy too. I think a lot of these projects that rely that rely on heavy cash flow to be able to. Yeah. Uh, work towards uh, return on investments. I think a lot of these companies are going to get shut down here pretty soon because their investors are going to be tight on cash moving forward. But, like just crypto projects in general, or just no, everything, just every, right? just everything yeah. across the board. I mean, yeah. just everything. I mean, you can even make an argument that most crypto projects might fare well um, mm-hmm. because some of those people might have a little bit deeper pockets or got in lower, and they can absorb a, a hit. And when I say people, I mean investors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of companies both in and outside of crypto that are going to struggle to, uh, to keep getting that cash flow that they've become accustomed to. We're yeah. going to see a lot of shutdowns here soon, but chain breakers does have land in sandbox, which is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so- I saw that. Can, can I just fill you in a little bit in on um, what actually happened with chain breakers? So the, those guys were a really like really, really cool team. They traveled mm. the world. They like, literally push their whole product mm-hmm. um throughout the world probably more than decentraland did like we are going to be a decentraland based game we're going to build all this on the top of their platform which is what they're asking us to do mm-hmm. as developers as investors and everything and we're going to do this the only issue with that was they got there probably quite a bit too early um mm-hmm. there were obviously i think in these sort of circumstances where people think that they can do things a whole bunch quicker than they can. And then there's obviously issues that are going to pop up. I think there's a whole bunch of managerial teams who didn't really figure that out Mm. quick enough, but they just decided to go with it anyway. And um, that's the way it ended up in the sense that I think chain breakers was planning on decentralized launching within maybe, I don't know, 12 to 18 months, Mm. Yeah, but never did. And then they would cash flow short. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. But those I think guys they're, they're, are talented. We need to keep them in the community. Oh, yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't think I've seen a team go harder at building their own product than Chainbreakers. Yep. Yeah. I still have stuff from their pre sale. I was all in on Chainbreakers stuff. Like it, yeah. everything that we've kind of talked about doing with uh, like the all over the Atlas kind of the Decentraland Atlas, like the game and venture and go from this plot to that plot and collect this and that. Like that was the whole premise of Chainbreakers. Like you look around the Atlas now, there's still land and estates that are titled 
chain breakers one chain breakers two three four mm. like like it was all there yeah. like it it was pretty promising but uh kind of like rio mentioned they were too early and as um chain breakers brought up in their article when they released that they were going to be kind of going out of business or selling their rights whatever you want to call it they mentioned that decentraland kept kind of changing the stuff on them mm. and it was tough for them to stay up to date on everything that was being adjusted which i mean that's just the disadvantage of being a first mover in that case yeah. mm. There's a yes. few devs that have expressed the same concerns and yeah. uh, have it's, been I mean, really affected. Spidey Monkey as well yeah. came out with that big article. I'm not sure if you guys remember. Well, uh, no, what did it say? Like, that's fair. It's all fair criticism too. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I have a comment on the Lao. Uh, so when Ayman and I were talking about this, it, it kind of led to Decentraland in the sense that this, this, what I'm about to say is probably going to elicit another 15 minutes for this particular topic, but uh, I wanted Woo! to get. <laughs> I have that time, man. <laughs> I, in other words, yeah. Right, go ahead, Will. I wanted should, should we to talk about it now, or well, well, uh, it kind of ties into it. it. No, it kind of ties into it. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk about what your guys' opinion on what the DAO's like purpose is in terms of. Why should the DAO give anybody any mana to create any project? Like, what's the return for the DAO? And because if DAO is just a grant farm for people and we're granting uh, mana to a bunch of projects that end up not coming to fruition and not launching, the DAO, in, after 10 years, right, that's why they put the throttle in because they wanted to prevent someone draining the funds uh, or projects just failing left and right, and so should we should we propose to implement a a mechanism where there's got to be um, sort of like a business plan put into place where the DAO the people voting in the DAO agree to fund this project because they believe that they're going to get some return on their investment. So that way the DAO stays replenished even twenty years from now. Yeah, and there's there's big community incentive for this DAO to remain healthy, right? If this DAO, like if this end game scenario you're talking about, where all of a sudden the DAO is deplenished, and we no longer have community resources to progress, it could kill Decentraland. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, that that's kind of, like I said, this is going to be a if we do it properly, and it's it's a self sustaining DAO that's generating profit over time, and it becomes like this infinite resource for developers to create. Uh, that alone is like a huge should be in my mind i understand what developers like developers like that money you know i'm not saying they're mainly driven driven by that but they like that opportunity to yeah. you know so if we could figure out how to do it properly mm-hmm. like you said through like a legitimate business plan where the dow is always getting like a percentage i guess of the revenue of whatever projects they're funding mm-hmm. guaranteed and we could all do this through smart contracts basically mm-hmm. Uh, this is all <clears throat> something that could be automated to guarantee the DAO always gets back its uh, its principle, basically. It's At funding. least a principle. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a, I do understand the importance of understanding that, but I think um, something like that can be implemented maybe one or two years down the line because at least you have developers that are just going in with funding. And, and I think developers that show us their portfolios, what they've worked on before, um, that sort of a vetting process can kind of use, be used as a filter, but getting developers to come up with a business model, I think you're going to limit the type of creativity you're going to see there because some people just want to experiment yeah, and they, they, build stuff. Some people, not, not many developers have the right business mindset. They won't even know 
how to any any developer that can make a return on their investment a positive return a profit they're really good at business hmm. that's not a simple skill to have and you're not going to find many of them let alone developers i think right now the barrier should be kept very slow and low because content we're content starved at the moment you're going to decentraland there's pretty much nothing mm-hmm. anything that brings content there's value to us more than there is for the developer for as in for decentraland mm-hmm. so having this set up it's a 10-year thing. So even if two years down the line, if we think that there needs to be more of an incentive, by two years, we should have a shit ton more content. And something like this would make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you guys. Ultimately, if you have a self-sustaining, growing, profitable DAO with funds that keeps growing, it's just going to be a different beast altogether. And and my last comment on that, Maddie, is I totally agree. I think it's not necessarily on a day one DAO approach, but Ultimately, what we want to do for Endgame for the DAO is align the incentives for everybody. So what, what I mean by that is if the incentives are aligned for the DAO that, it, that they are for the developer, for the landowner, and for the player, you, you actually create a real economy. And without that incentive in the DAO, if the DAO is just interested in giving mana away to projects, to developers willy-nilly, um, yeah. There's no incentive, really. There's no vetting. There's no nothing. And you could potentially end up with zero. But it's in not going to be account. really nearly, though, because it's going to be voted on by, the, by us, right? What gets funding or not. True. But hmm. yeah, true. No. So I, I don't think we're going to be approving shitty ideas. Yeah, like, that's true. Um, and that's I another see that's, yeah, really that's, good idea. Sorry. That, no, I was just saying that's another discussion. Whatever we. You know, this DAO thing has to become like a daily discussion, which I think is kind of heading in that direction, especially after Esteban released that forum board and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about here pretty soon because governance is not something you just kind of like visit once or twice a month and like, you know, just kind of like catch up on. This is like daily. We The people who are most engaged and most active with the running of the DAO, you know, it's 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 not some small fish to tackle is what i'm saying and mm-hmm. we have to figure out the the whole process <clears throat> you know should somebody yeah. who's not informed like you know be voting on these like these big proposals i don't know like mm-hmm. uh, how, how do we wait the vote like the people who are actively engaged should they have a higher say in what you know what proposals no. approval no <laughs> you don't think so in, 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 a, in a simple answer no okay <laughs> Maybe maybe what we cool. do is we do what other projects have done is like say for example let's say the six of us are active in Decentraland on a daily basis like let's just make that assumption mm-hmm. uh, maybe the rest of the community the viewers go and stake their mana because they believe in what Maddie is saying or they believe in what Frankie is saying so Frankie is is voting for ten million mana worth because people have staked um, that uh, that amount of money for his vote. And uh, maybe that's how we should do it. Yeah, but that's the power of like these different guilds and groups that we're hoping to kind of build here um, is that the the idea would be that if you're in a core group with a bunch of people that are like-minded, then your voting power would all be together. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you would be able that's to outweigh cool. some of those whales and stuff. That's so, mm-hmm. But I understand what you guys are saying. I mean, there's we're literally like redoing government. Like everything is totally being redone with with the DAO and stuff like that. So, it's not. But imagine be- in real life if your governing power was based on how much money you had in the bank. Wouldn't shit be? 
it yeah. is <laughs> like it is like it, that's it, exactly yeah. what happens with these super PACs and stuff in the u.s is that they just like when they're running for primaries i mean look at hillary clinton versus bernie sanders mm-hmm. in 2016 like bernie sanders was winning popular votes but hillary clinton was winning the democratic yeah, I was just about to say, if, he wasn't vo- if we wasn't voting for money then the same motherfuckers would show up every single year but I think the DAO is a, a work in progress and this governance structure is a work in progress. So whatever we implement now, gonna we're not going to get it right changed. straight away. It's going to have to be We're going to keep changing okay. it. Mm-hmm. It's, I, 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 I also think, think that like, like the current political like, situation, we shouldn't structure ourselves on that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a terrible, like, sort of lead to take. We could right, right. totally start from f- fresh here, you know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, don't yeah. We, we do don't follow those stuff. guys. Like, they, <laughs> no, they can do what they want. We can do. Yeah. We can start fresh here. We have a, like mm-hmm. a whole different opportunity with a whole different mm-hmm. world that we're building a whole different land mm-hmm. with nobody to tell us what to do. We can mm-hmm. literally do it as democratically or mm-hmm. however we want as a as a community. It's true. I don't think that's ever existed ever. Agreed. No. I agree there. I think that what you're going to find is that everyone's opinion as to what the voting structure should be is going to be different. Yeah. What to add, what not to add, how much weight to give to land, whether you should add landowners, this, that, wearable owners, name owners, blah, blah, blah. There's so many things you can take into account. So it's going to be this evolving thing. Right now, I think there just needs to be a simple governance structure more than just manor holders. I think the land and manor is a good start. And then from there, I'm sure we're going to keep making it better. Mm. Yep. Okay. Well, that was interesting. I, I kind of like, cool, cool. I like to, uh, everybody's thought on that because it's important. If, uh, if we don't do this, you know, if we don't have the same kind of aligned thinking for the Dow, um, you know, it, it could cause some problems, but I think the fact that it's being throttled over 10 years, it kind of mitigates any like catastrophe early on. So, mm. so I think we're on the good sure. path. 10 years decentralized is going to look completely different if it yeah. still exists. And um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more momentum than now, but it's going to be completely different if we get there. Yeah, for sure. All right, boys. Do you want to jump on to the next topic? Yep. Yeah, do let's it. do it. All right. So we've got uh, the foundation. Ooh. Which one? So, <laughs> yeah. What, what's the context between <laughs> What that? is the foundation? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who's the Capitan? <laughs> I'm reading it right now. <laughs> the foundation. So, it was like a pretty big article. I'm not sure if you guys read the whole thing or understood and digested it all. But um, I think it's a new group that's in charge of bringing the DAO into fruition. And okay. let me just quickly read it and skim through it. <laughs> Yeah, so well, who is it, Matty? Who is it? We don't know. Well, don't I, know who it is. the head of the foundation is who Augustine, is? right? Augustine, right? That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. Is that the foundation or is that the. Well, I don't know if he's, he's bringing it into existence or he is. No, he is the head. It. He is the head. Yeah. He mentioned okay. it in one of the public chats earlier. Yeah, today. he did. He did. So he's the head of the foundation and he is not controlled or governed by the DCL team. He is advised by the DCL team, just like we could yeah. advise him too. So I wonder if not, <clears throat> if not Augustine, who would have been, I guess, someone that doesn't work for Decentraland or someone that could have led this, a community member or a group of community? That's, yeah. that's a good question. Like, how do you become I mean, part of the foundation? Yeah. Mm, I don't think I'd want anyone from outside of Decentraland to 
be running something that determines what goes on inside of Decentraland. I like the idea of it being someone um, within the project. Uh, I understand there being concerns if there's someone that's too closely related to like the inner workings of the team to push their agenda over like the Mm -hmm. betterment of the community. But I think it has to be someone who has ties to the team. Like you got to kind of go stride for stride with what's going on. Can't just be going independent of the team schools. I, I totally agree. There has to be at least one representative of the team in the foundation, right? Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, at is, least one. Yeah, yeah, at least at least one. And then, uh, then who do you add? Like, I guess community members that are active in Decentraland. I mean, that's that's the only thing I can think of, really. I, I think also now might be a good time to uh, maybe explain who explain who Augustine is to those who are watching on pre-recorded and it's true and all that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's a new name, but we're kind of like just bringing up. He's a new uh, member, right, Maddie? You you discovered mm-hmm. him first. Uh, you had a yeah. conversation with him. I'm not sure exactly what his role is, but all I know is he's in charge of bringing the DAO into existence and and engaging with the community and bringing more of a community feedback loop process mm-hmm. to the direction of decentralized. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he's also in charge of I think making more events and kind of making the whole social atmosphere of decentralized a lot more catered to the community. Um, fill in the gaps that we've seen in the, in the past. And I think he's, I mean, he's reached out to me. I talk to him regularly um, with the forum now as well. I think we're heading in the right direction. Um, last um, At the last week or two, I've seen a lot more different side of Decentraland, a, a lot more favorable side mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, but I yeah. haven't known him for a long time to understand uh, what else he has to offer. But, yeah. Um, yeah, filling you know, in that gap for me is a big deal. It would probably be a good time to let's schedule him to come on and have a conversation with us. And uh, mm-hmm. I promise we won't grill you, Augustine. We'll be extremely nice. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it's it's important for us to like get to know him and like get to to like what's his purpose here and what's his goal. Uh, because yeah, obviously, I think the foundation should have some sort of connection with the community. Like if yeah, this is what it is, absolutely. If we can make it these Zoom calls or multiple Zoom calls where community members get together and put proposals forward or something. Yeah. But there needs to be some sort of like they have the decentralized team advising them. They also need us advising them on what we want. Yeah, right? absolutely. Absolutely. It almost feels like the foundation sounds like the beginning of the governing board of the DAO is what it sounds like it's going to turn into. So there probably should oh, be some type of like an evil villain character. Like, <laughs> like, oh, the foundation, you're like locked down. <laughs> Like where all the super villains hang out, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. plan the plan the end of the world. Maybe it reminds me of um, I don't know if you guys watching Naruto or yeah. like any of those animes, but there's like this dark team called the Foundation. It just reminds me of that, oh, really? it's like this evil team. Jeez, <laughs> oh, it has that that feel to it, you know, like black is it, building. Is it the name or what? Yeah, it's, it's just the Foundation. The Foundation. <laughs> What should it be called? Like the Cool Kids Club or something? Like yeah. something a little friendlier? I mean, you know, something, between, something between the Cool Kids Club and the Foundation. <laughs> I agree. Maybe it is a name thing. But, I'm trying to pull out the announcement, but I can't freaking find it. Um, yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say. Are they going to add like the the calendar and the forum and stuff to the Decentraland homepage? Yeah, they need because to do that. there's like no links to like the yeah. calendar or anything from the yeah, homepage. They hit me up about the party to like do the thing. I didn't know where to, like, I didn't, I never knew. Yeah. Unless, yeah. Unless you already like searched it or clicked on the initial link mm. that was posted in the discord, like you're not g- going to know where to go. Like I spent damn near five, 10 minutes trying to, re- trying to find out a forum page that Maddie's talking about. That was the forum's out. a new thing. That was just, mm-hmm. that was literally set up 
the day before I send it to you. But it's pub- like, it, like it's it's a public page. Now, it's public, yeah. so it should be like somewhere for the public to find it and not buried <laughs> in the Discord. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they're no, probably think, they, it's probably in the plans to put it up. I'm just being. They have um, they have website redesign in the in the roadmap. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So mm-hmm. I found the I'll, article, I'll, Maddie. I'll, I'll post it in the uh, the chat here. Thanks, man. Which that events page is awesome. I think. Like it's oh yeah pretty user-friendly it's all the information's right there and you can see all the other events you can rsvp to something so yeah, it's great like if, if you're out there watching it and you're attending these events like please go rsvp so that like we yeah. have an idea of like who's coming and then the other thing it does is if you're on that website and you're just kind of passing by if you see an event that has 55 people rsvp'd for it maybe you're more likely to check it out whether yeah there's 17 people that are RSVP'd. Like if you're going to take the time out of your day to go to one of these events, just take the extra 45 seconds to go click on RSVP for it and, yeah. and check out the calendar page. Cause I think it's awesome. Yeah. I, I totally agree. agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm finally starting to like uh, this mask event was the first uh, time I felt like an actual sense of immersion into central land. I was talking to, <laughs> I was talking to Will about that yesterday. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the music blasting in that convention center or I don't know. I was like, naturally people were just chit chatting to each other while they were all browsing these masks and stuff. It felt like I was in an actual metaverse. Yeah. And you guys pulled me out of bed in a panic for that event. I woke up (laughs) and everyone's blowing that up on discord and it was like 6am for me. Yeah. And I didn't think the event was supposed to start until later. Y'all were posting pictures of people there. There's like 15, 20 people there. And I didn't know how many masks there were. And I was like, Oh shit. Ran downstairs and got my computer and everything. But (laughs) now we find out there's like a thousand. I went back to sleep and everything, but, (laughs) but um, no, I, I know what you're saying. The live music was great. I felt mm-hmm. like there is a lot of people that were in there that don't usually come to all the stuff, which was awesome. And there was some of the admins that were in there. Uh, like obviously Sam tune punk was in there and Nico was in there. Like it's a pretty, pretty nice little crowd and everyone kind of buzzing around and doing their own stuff. I yeah, agree. I talked, to, I talked to new people in there. So that was, it's yeah. always a plus for me. Any, any place I talk, I find a new person. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. We, we also Just visited Crypto Valley in general was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, it that, was. that whole area is sweet. Yeah, we, I know that like KJ had like some sort of crazy model there. Did you see that with the uh, with the cat and the little? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I did the crypto kitty cat. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I saw that. I, I had that. no idea what that was. It was, was right cool outside. One. You saw it, yeah. I man. I did. Yeah, outside of the there. front doors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was in Crypto Valley, just outside in the corner. Okay, cool. But um, so Toon Punk um manages Crypto Valley. And I think he's got yeah. some of the devs on board as well to help him build it out. Mm-hmm. And the proposal of it is to build a virtual Silicon Valley, have mm. conferences, meetings, have businesses come and discuss their ideas, yeah. like a Shark Tank type thing. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Dude, like that it. was one of the right that was one alley. of the districts that they were pushing back in like 2017. Was like that crypto Silicon Valley stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool to actually see it come to fruition now. Yeah, sounds yeah. like the perfect place for the uh, Decentral in Lao. Like you yep. just called, yeah. you just called it a Shark Tank. That's the perfect pitching list. Shark right Tank. There. Exactly. So, <laughs> what, what do we need to develop, like oh, as yeah. as a community, in order to make that a reality? What 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 fundamentals do we need? Shark Tank. Uh, yeah, I have I have a lot of ideas in my head because like the, in order to make that sustain, I think requires even additional like DeFi elements. Uh, I don't want to go too deep into that right now. Maybe 
since we're go all for like, it, boy. go, 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 go. No, 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 no. I'd rather put it on paper first to gather my thoughts. You know, that's not like a total retard, like just throwing some shit out. Like, I don't even know. I have to do my own due diligence. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I, I, it sounds promising, though. Whatever you've told us so far, and I think it's a good fit. Yeah, I think it's the start, just like a, if we could all kind of like align in that that direction, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to require some uh, a lot of development. And like I said, that's not like Will keeps emphasizing that is an expensive thing. Yeah. I think another side byproduct of that <laughs> is it's going to bring investors outside of Decentraland to Decentraland products as well. Because I agree. Uh, people outside in the NFT space, if they can invest in Decentraland products and, and games, then that brings a whole new layer to this, a whole new user base. People interested in Decentraland, like I'm an investor to Decentraland and that motivates me to build the products that I have because I've got money involved in the success of this project. Mm-hmm. So if there's more people like me, then I'm sure they'll be more motivated to talk about it, bring more users, et cetera. Totally. They could sell land for 1.37 million mana. I think they'd be pretty interested in it. Congrats oh, on that sale, yeah. by the yeah, way. Maddie's yeah. <laughs> confirmed well status oh, for sure. You know, yeah. I, <laughs> I woke up at about 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. and I saw it was a land that sold, but it was the one under me, which was yeah. 1.3 million. So yeah. I was like excited and I was like, oh, damn, it's not mine. You, I went back yeah, to sleep. You even <laughs> said in the chat, you're like, hey, whale, please buy my land. It's right above <laughs> this one or something. Yeah, then I went like back that. to sleep. And then you woke up to like probably 25 Discord notifications and yeah. figured something went down. <laughs> yeah. And that's always good to cash back up because lands are risk, man, especially these larger estates. Yeah, it is. The only people yeah. that buy larger estates are whales that believe in the project a lot more than just entry level, you know, 15,000 mana entry level. So, when I purchase these estates, I have no choice to buy them at a very low price because I have to hold them for a very long time. Or Decentraland has to become a platform that larger people that want to build things find attractive to spend 50k on a freaking land. Yeah. Like who's going to do that in the NFT space right now in this climate? Yeah. So I was, I've got pretty big estates and it's risky being in that sort of play because you can't sell them as they're not as liquid. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's good to have a bit more money. Oh, yeah. yeah that was awesome. Must be nice, dude. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty interesting that it came the morning of the Binance stuff, too. Yeah. I posted in the, I posted in the chat. I was like, reckless speculation on my part. Like <laughs> someone from Binance just scooped this land up. But no, that was cool. It was nice to get that volume in because I was hearing from a lot of people that whole week about how low Decentraland's volume was on OpenSea mm-hmm. and that we were getting crushed. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be like it's people aren't going to buy tens of thousands of dollars of land every single week it's not just mm. like i hope they don't i hope people are buying and holding i hope they're not flipping yeah. like I hope you're buying and building on it you yeah, know? So yeah. That's mm-hmm. always been my thing is like you know a lot of times i, don't, I know when i bought my land in the beginning i bought it didn't know exactly what to do with it. i probably would have flipped it if somebody would give me the right amount of money but mm-hmm. i didn't and then i held it and then i decided well i want to build on it you know yeah so. mm-hmm. yeah so we pretty soon we're about to all party on it too right Hell oh, yeah. A couple, couple minutes, I'm going to be deploying it. Hey, whose oh, music shit. is that, Frankie? Oh, yeah. Whose music is that? Is that yours? Well, the music. On, on music your... that plays in your plot. Um, So, right now, now, I'm out streaming. I don't know if you want to talk about that at all. But, um, no, because it was like badass, dude. Uh, yeah. The Jay-Z, the Jay-Z stuff. Oh, the, so I don't know. I had my music playing in the beginning. Yeah. And then um, I had like a mix playing or whatever. Oh, like like an mp3 a long mix and then now i i'm able to stream um like 
uh, audio, like live streams. And then uh, tonight, I'm just going to put a mix on there that I that I put together. Nice. Yeah. Oh, but wow. bro, that live stream is so nice because when you had the when you had the mix on there initially, if you would step off the land and then come back, it would yes. start from the beginning. Yeah. So oh, like then you have oh, to listen yeah, to like yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah. over yeah. again. Yeah. So like if I'm messing around on your land and I hear I listen to this entire Jay Z song, yeah. then if I step off for a second mm. and come back on, I gotta listen to it all again. Like now the live audio is so much better because it's yeah. just like a continuation of everything. Yeah. yeah. The way I it works with the, like the for other reasons too. So the way it works with the MP3s, right? Like if I have like an MP3 that's just hosted, that's what's gonna be tonight. If you leave and come back, you'll be exactly where you left off. With live oh, radio, nice. it's literally live radio. It's up to the second. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to figure out live radio as far as myself, but we'll figure that out soon enough. <laughs> hey, Frankie, do you ever envision yourself doing like, I know you have a past of being like an, you're an actual, you're, you're an actual artist and musician. Do you have any visions of yourself performing in Decentral Land or Are you going like to drop that? some bars, dude? Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. i radio station before I start performing anything, you know? It's, it's, I'm oh, at okay. that point in my life, you know? I want to <laughs> be the program director, man. I don't need more. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Supposed to link to your SoundCloud. Uh, yeah. Maybe we can have a little talk about this now. So how, how far are we actually away from getting to this point whereby Frankie or whoever, like, do their own thing in decentralized, like make it their thing and, and start attracting people. Are we far away from there? Are we ready for that? Should we hold back? Where are for, we? Uh, for a music set? Yeah, yeah. basically. Um, so Rosa Rosa was talking in her live set today. I really get a live broadcast up. Um, that, that would be almost, we could do that all the time. And mm-hmm. I think that that's really like next week, my next week's project is all about live stream. Hmm. So when you say live stream, you actually... Like if I can just talk in that live stream, that's gonna come. That's gonna be projected yeah. straight D- into Yeah, DJ Rosa was doing at the at the conference center little meetup that they do every uh, Saturday and Sunday. She was like putting on a song, and then she'd come over to the mic. She's like, "Dance, everyone, dance, <laughs> dance! I want to so see cool. you dance." Yeah, yeah. And the first time it happened, it was like, "Whoa, what the hell was that?" Like, <laughs> that time? And then, but then, because I'd never heard her voice before, I didn't know what it was, what that was. But um, no, it's cool because. Uh, Real, like you're saying, like how far away are we from someone being able to be, be creative and, and mix and master their own set? And I think yeah, we're pretty so, damn close so literally to it. within the next week, we can have a full. Next week, I'll be blown. My mind will be blown. Yeah. So we can have a 24 7 radio station with if people in order to talk to live. I'd be blown away. <laughs> Man, that's cool. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching like an MTV, uh, I don't know if y'all remember that. It was called like True Life. Yeah. And they, they had an episode oh, about, about Second Life. And it was like a, a woman, like she was like a musician, a struggling musician in oh, Seattle. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But in Second Life, she was like a god. She was that a superstar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was, you know, like they they would have like thousands of people show up to her concerts in in Second Life. And they it would be a paid event. And she was making money doing that. And yeah. she had fame and glory. Yeah. So that is something. One thing I want to start sometime soon. Um, I'll probably do one with all of you guys at some point. But um, I want to do decentralized only interviews now that I know how to work the audio. So um, it would be like a podcast, I guess something short that you would do, and it would just come out on my parcel or on anybody's parcel that knew how to broadcast said. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. I think there's a lot to do with the audio, man, and I'm going to be all over that. Like that's my 
definitely my it's also your uh, domain house, you know <laughs> i claim it now man just claim it yeah. it's mine <laughs> cool, i cool. love the idea of like the whole like uh blood runner like sort of setting up like uh, a little meta for a radio box and mm-hmm. you can put it on your own. absolutely yeah like like i would love you know then we can just yeah. put that right into the uh channel that would so be sick you know, that's awesome man that so if i said if that's on my land i can hear like a 20 if someone's creating a live exactly. a radio station and they're just interviewing people or whatever mm-hmm. then i buy that audio box and switch into that radio station hell yeah that yeah. can play you know what would be, would be really cool too i just thought about it but like once they allow video streaming then you can have TV channels. TV so you channels, can have yeah. TVs in your land yeah. and you're just viewing, you switch the channel and you're, you're, you're seeing me into yeah, you could have Anorak. You know, or, you know, the, the other thing you could have um, like exclusive to Decentraland. And I've been, you know, I've been thinking about this this idea exclusive to Decentraland, the audio and video, you know, and that's almost like making a subscription system already, you mm. know? Yeah. When somebody has to log into Decentraland in order to watch this video or hear this audio, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. That's like Sirius XM radio at that point, you know? Yeah. Not that mm-hmm. they are paying at this subscription, but they're going to pay something if they're spending that much time in there, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, yeah those are the types of new projects that we need to see with see, these new features added. You, you know what? This functionality is capable because we asked Decentraland to do it. And it's obviously COVID inspired too, because we kind of need audio functionality within Decentraland. But man, this is, this is, uh, available because you know we were asking Decentraland to the, the team to build this, um, and now we can come up with all crazy stuff with it. That's that's the value of the SDK, man. Like that's that's why you want to do this. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, I woke up that morning, whatever, about the the when they made the mask. I go over there, I go get a mask. I'm hanging out. Somebody mentions that it's live. Now I had been messing with the streaming coding. You know, the prior couple of days, and I had figured out how to do not live, but I couldn't figure out live. Mm-hmm. And once I figured out that it was possible, I didn't care that I didn't know. I wouldn't figure it out. It took me like 25 minutes. Once I figured out it was possible, I was like, it's possible. I gotta figure this out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, they did a really good job with the COVID thing, like uh, the whole convention center and like the the whole way it was all presented and mm-hmm. and the ease of being able to buy those things if you want to with and Ethereum donate, and they put some on the wall. It was amazing. Yes, yes. The the wall thing was amazing as well. Like you could see in lifetime how much everyone's contributing as a community. Oh yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I was literally standing there for like a couple hours just listening to the music and just watching the ticker go up like that. Yeah. That was, that's the immersion I'll talk. That was enough for me to just stay in the central yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, was having, yeah. I was actually having fun. <laughs> you yeah. know what would be cool yeah. as well? Like pre-sale events. So NFT pre-sale events with the same structure. When you invest, you can see how much collectively it's done yeah. on a screen like that. You can see your name under what you've purchased. And you can buy the loot boxes or the, um, the eggs or whatever you're investing in through those. Hell yeah. Those whatever those oh, uh, yeah. things were. Those display so like, cases? Yeah. Yeah, those display cases. So mm-hmm. that whole structure is actually a really good setup for an, an NFT or a game pre-sale within Decentraland, like Chain Breakers. Hell Imagine yeah. if you had spinning swords and stuff like that. Yeah, um, totally. And set it up in Central Plaza. Why not? Just yeah. there it is. You know, that's where you start. You can have a little look what's going on. If not, yeah. yeah maybe we'll, we should reach out to Team Punk. Uh, I, I, I'm on the same wavelength, I man. Yeah. Because same it wavelength. Sounds, I think that was like the big... Everyone loves that display case, and it's it'd be a travesty just to like. Yeah, and throw, we're and we're gonna we're gonna this. use it we're gonna use it pretty soon too. I mean, so like we're gonna need that functionality. Yeah, so it'd be cool. 
Hopefully yeah. they bring it on board. Right. What were we, so we were talking we about, were talking about the foundation, about Maddie. Foundation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so I found a, a few sentences that pretty much sums up the foundation. I'm just going to read it so we're all on the same page. Okay. Okay. Um, the foundation is an independent body free of control from the original founding team of Decentraland. The foundation will hold property rights over Decentraland's intellectual property, trademarks, web domains, open source repositories, and social media accounts, among other assets, which the DAO lacking formal legal status cannot hold. So let's just kind of break that sentence first before I jump onto the others. So the, the, the foundation holds property rights over social media accounts. How does that work? Well, my first question is, who is the foundation and will we ever know who makes up the foundation? Well, we should. Yeah. So, so first it's Augustine and then we have the, the question to him is, how do we get more people on the foundation if, if that's the, the purpose? Yeah, it's got to be more than just him on it right Yeah, now, it has though, to right? be. But it's, it's, it, it, it seems like the Decentraland team did all the picking, though, which, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, I guess, like, this is, it's okay, because uh, maybe there's not a big enough community yet to kind of, like, set up campaigns for individual, mm -hmm. you know, members from the community. But, yeah, traditionally, if there's some kind of decentralized governance structure, uh, whoever wants to get involved in it has to literally campaign themselves similar to how a politician does it, you know, and get That's elected true. from the community to become a part of that organization. It's true. So, I think the thing about Decentraland is it started as a central body and mm -hmm. is transitioning to a decentral, decentralized body. It wasn't yeah. initially set up decentralized. So there's this shift process that we, we just have faith in at the moment and hopefully it's going to move in the right direction. But it seems like it's going to be centralized at the start. And there's... Yeah. Yeah, just like us, just like said. Bitcoin, it was centralized until other people started mining it, and then it became more decentralized. Uh, but what I understand from that that line you read, Maddie, was that the foundation controls the assets that the that the central land has, like the Twitter, like uh, the IP, like the uh, branding, all that stuff. And so, like a, a use case of the foundation is maybe there's a a feed that the community sends to this foundation and say, Hey, can you retweet my project? Can you retweet my, my event that's coming up next week? Or uh, maybe that's the, that's the functionality of the foundation, at least from the Twitter perspective. They seem like more active on social media this week. Yeah. Right. Just by my accounts. I don't know if anyone else noticed it, but I mean, they were retweeting a lot of stuff that I don't think they normally would in the past. Oh, here we go. This this sums up the foundation. Equipped with these tools, the foundation will be able to independently cooperate with the DAO in executing its marketing, community management, support, and product objectives. Yep. Marketing, community management, support. Okay. Is it almost just like a legal team, like for their for their their copyrights and trademarks and stuff like that too? Because didn't like they that, message? I... Didn't they mention a lot of that? Like that they were going to start applying for a lot of that stuff, like for their logo logo and. And things I, I remember reading it. I can't remember the exact way it was summed up, though. Um, foundation will hold property rights over Decentraland's intellectual property, trademarks, web domains, open source, all that stuff that you were just kind of uh, reading off there, Maddie. Um, mm -hmm. So, do they already have those property rights, or is the foundation in charge of going out and obtaining those? That's a good question. Because that's no a whole idea. different that's a whole different job, like marketing as opposed to like a, a like a, almost like a legal team. Yeah, that's for like that, your, that pub, for like your public thing. That wouldn't really concern the community, would it? Like that, they wouldn't have to consult the community on those things. I mean, it shouldn't have to 
like they shouldn't have to consult the community over their own likeliness. But mm. I mean, I have the name like DCL Anorak for the thing. Like, is DCL now like gonna be considered like under trademark from Decentraland? Like, that's the extent that. No, I think DCL sure. Decentraland, the logo is gonna be owned by the community. So. Uh, anybody can use sure. anything. Yeah, that's a that's a copyright though. Like the, the trademark is like the um, like the names and phrasing and words and stuff like that. Which, if they're already been bought and all that stuff, then it's no issue. I'm just wondering how far they're going to extend that because I found it interesting. That's the first time I've ever seen them mention copyright or trademark stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering like where it goes from here, basically. Yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm not concerned they're going to strip my name from me. I'm just wondering like how far they're going to take that. It's, it's a really strange thing. So from what I can gather, after having spoken to many people from the community, you guys and, and many other people included, um, I think Decentraland are mo- moving away towards being more decentralized, like where they were initially heading towards. And I think there's been a few cases that have also popped up. I'm not going like, to name them by name, but um, there's obviously like the whole sort of gambling thing which is a massive deal in many in many countries because the the whole like sort of jurisdiction and mm-hmm. how it works and how it's gonna like play out and what is legal and what isn't in each individual country is different um i think what they're trying to do right now and it's a really smart idea in my eyes is to just stick it all on nodes let's all let's decentralize this now then nobody can stop this Mm-hmm. Which is okay. why, why we all got invested in the first place. Right. I don't know about you guys, but I got invested in this because nobody can stop it once it gets decentralized. Mm-hmm. And I guess we've made major steps by having it um, hosted on nodes right now mm-hmm. in, that, into that the point deal. whereby nobody can stop it. And th- this is the freedom. That, uh, I don't know, guys. What do you think? So, So you're saying that by them doing all of the copyright trademark stuff is an effort to separate them from the rest of the community in a good way to try and let us have free reign over their product and they don't have to be worried about the legal repercussions is that kind of what you're saying there rio in a sense but okay. i also in a sense it also uh liber- um it also acts as a form to um for them to be free of any persecution yeah. from any government or anything like this so like mm-hmm. basically we don't own this it's free it's, we, we, the people own this so go find them good luck boy. yeah <laughs> it's another yeah, we don't control it they put it there. that's the whole idea why i got in this in the first place like let us run let us do what we want to do legally mm-hmm. this is a big deal because if there's ever activity happening on Decentraland that is considered nefarious or terrorism or anything like that, there has to be no legal accountability for the activity taking place on the platform. Um, Because it's not, just because you build a car and somebody uses it to run over people, doesn't mean you're responsible. And it's the same case for Decentraland. Uh, But there needs to be some mechanism, some technical mechanism to kind of govern that. Like if you don't want to see like, nefarious content pictures videos of of a specific kind there's got to be some technical way to prevent that from showing up on on your browser or your client or whatever uh so so that is is, needs some serious consideration i also i also think now would be a really cool time for all of us to say and do a high five in the sense that none of us agree with any of this 
we're not related to this. We don't run this. We don't own this. We're all just sort of a part of this community. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're not CEOs. We're just like investors. Just own mana, man. Like... Mana you know? Man. <laughs> <laughs> might delete my blog no, after this. <laughs> yeah, I might uh, just stop the video now. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly disappear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm, I think I'm kind of understanding the foundation a little bit more. I think it's their effort to separate themselves from yeah, what they are at the moment. The team needs to be no different than us on the yeah. call. They have to be no different. That's um, why it's called the foundation, I guess. Right. It's like, and and the foundation is really they they uh, they leverage the team's uh, properties, right? The logo, mm-hmm. the Twitter account, the ability mm-hmm. to update the SDK. SDK. You know, so. Yeah, but they're going to be eventually an external body to decentralize, just like how we all are. Correct. That can contribute in their own unique way. Correct. So yeah, okay. I see the need for the foundation to exist. Kind of like how Ethereum has their own foundation, right? The Ethereum Foundation. That's right. S- similar to that. So. Yeah, I think decentralized is modeling a lot of their stuff on Ethereum. So the structure. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. That is you're going to probably find parallels. So yeah, okay. Now it kind of makes a little bit more sense what the foundation yeah. is. Definitely. You guys hear about um, I guess it's super off topic, but um, Reddit is putting their tipping system on on like as an ERC twenty coin. Mm. Are they really? interesting? Yeah. Wait, their own ERC twenty coin? No. Yeah, yeah. It's, I forget what it's called. I was watching uh, All Coin Daily minutes before I came on here. I think that's it's pretty cool. I think it's literally called Reddit Coin. I think. I think that's what I saw. Dude, I'd invest in that <laughs> if you can. Yeah. If it's stable or not, but because how is it right now? It operates off of like gold, silver, right? Something yeah, like yeah. That. They just give each other awards and just fake, yeah. just digital, currencies. yeah, fake currency. Yeah. <laughs> does that have value though? Because I see people being like, "Oh, thanks for the gold." The, the value is in the fact that you can send it to somebody, and that's it. There's no, then, there's no monetary it, value. It's just e glory, internet yeah. glory. That's all it is. The more karma or gold you have, like I don't know, like the higher esteem you have within the community, that's like right. your opinion matters more. But it's it like, works it's really like well at the moment. It's like wearables. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so this whole system that made you more influential within that thread or something like that, you know? Yeah. You're more likely to get upvoted and stuff like that if they yeah, check out your profile. Yeah. It's like, this guy is a reputable guy. Reputable guy. It's like, I'm going <laughs> to upvote his stuff, you know? But I think so what it, they have now works really well. I, I don't know if I would take that work. step as a CEO to add a functionality where you can invest and buy these gold coins well maybe they because there's a lot of platforms being created now that are kind of competing against reddit but where the content creators actually can get uh, monetary compensation yeah so maybe they think it's it's an actual legitimate threat so they have to adapt kind of yeah which is good this is good for mass adoption right yeah Yeah. that's that's huge news that means crypto is good for Ethereum. Hey, the next yeah. level, they start working around in NFTs too. You know, like if they got an ERC20 coin, then they're not very far away from a ERC721 token. Hmm. You're right. Totally. Yeah. It's always the next step. <laughs> 100%, man. Gateway this is drug. how you do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got 19 minutes left uh, for the 90 minute mark. So we've gone through the Lao, the foundation, which is pretty good. Some progress. Um, you guys want to talk about the wearables map that came out? I'm not sure if all of you have seen that. 
I didn't read through them. Mm-hmm. The wearables. What? I felt like there's a lot of like the, the float the flow chart yeah. for how a wearable gets oh, introduced to the marketplace. Yeah, I saw that on the forum. Yeah, it seemed mm-hmm. like I don't know what it. I don't know if it was just my issue. I had trouble following it, but it seemed like there was some information missing from it. Like every well, time I felt it's not like, finished. It's not finished. How about we just break down the advantages and disadvantages of leaving it out to an open market, let everybody design what they want to do and and this, that, and the other, or make people earn the the right to be able to create a wearable, or just do it to a a, a license, which I don't know. I don't know. Like what, what are you guys? What I'll do is I'll just go through the flowchart really quickly, the structure of it. And you guys can just pick it apart and say if the license, because I think the license thing is in this right now. So it's kind of like you can design the wearables, then you have to submit it to someone who has a collection. But in order to get that collection, oh, that's pretty cool. But in order to get a collection, you need to stake some mana. So it's like, right. uh, can you guys uh, see apparently that? this is similar to Second Life. What, I don't know what happened here. Yeah, they used an example of a staking a thousand mana. You have to stake that to be able to uh, to get like the license for it or whatever. Um, Frankie, you should speak on this a little bit because we had a pretty extensive conversation earlier in the week, and then it just so happened that this stuff came out where you were talking about permits and stuff. Yeah, no, I, they had reached out to me and we had a conversation, and then um, they said that they had things like that already implemented. So I think that that was already a conversation that they were okay. having and just. Um, it was like coinciding information, you know, like all oh, the, the communities talking about it. All right. That makes sense that we have it in there, you know? So it wasn't like they just took my, you know, first of all, I think it's important to clarify that this is a work in progress. Yeah. That this is just a, this map that you see is definitely not the final thing. Yeah. This is Esteban made this public so that we can pick it apart. And he, he literally asked for us to pick it apart. Yeah. Yeah, we should, um, that should, that should kind of like be part of, uh, let's break it down. What, what is it? What yeah, is let's break it down. Let's understand this right thing. Now. Let's pick it apart right now. Yeah. Okay. Where are we? Designer <laughs> starts here. I'm on the top left. <laughs> okay. Who's the designer? Like uh, anybody? It's Frankie. Frankie's, Frankie's the designer. designer. All right. Yeah. He's making some sick kicks. <laughs> I got, no, I got chains. Jewelry, man. Okay. Will, you're killing me with his. Uh, can you, can you see that? Screen. Okay. Here we go. All right, so designer starts here. We got we got Blender, and we got a designer fills in the wearable JSON definition. Yeah, that's all the parameters. Yeah, the parameter of the of the of the wearable. What makes it go with your guy or whatever, you know? Okay, so designer tested on the Explorer. If it looks it looks good, automation automated validation texture size, and then automated validation texture count vertex count. So this is uh, the poly count uh, limitation, correct? Mm-hmm. And then the texture size is is what the, well, like, the if, look if of it. It looks right. Like the images on your shirt. Correct. So, so um, they, you know, these these splits don't necessarily mean like these are separate routes, right? It's just I guess no, it's like it's like make sure both parameters are right, and then you go to A and B. Yeah. So that that needs to be more clear because this looks like hey, you could take this path or you could take this other yeah. path. Yeah, like forks in the road, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so sure. there's an oh, actual. Technical... Oh, I think. Go ahead. I think what they're saying is that that these happen concurrently. No, they do. Yeah, they do. But yeah. there's there's a technical way to represent that they go concurrently. 
Okay. Right when like when you put the like the box up top right, right there. <laughs> yeah, like something exactly like, like something like this. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So right. so anyway, I mean these are just like nitpicks for now, but uh, so this this mm-hmm. that means this is technically <laughs> viable, and then submit mm-hmm. the series for to a collection, and then designer pays mana to curator. Curator decides to include the series into their collection. All right, hold on. Before we even start that, all right, we got we've gotten this far. Let's go talk. Let's start our curator now. Curator starts here. Okay, curator. So curator would be like Maddie, right? Someone who oh, someone is has a reputation, yeah. who has wearables, and yeah. kind of knows what they're talking about in DCO. Okay. okay, they're kind of like the handler for the creator, and like into the into the marketplace, they're like the middleman, right? With the record label. Okay. The record label. Okay. <laughs> okay. Curator stakes mana. Starts vote on DAO to create a collection. That makes sense. So is this collection made by me or is it a collection of people that have sent stuff this, to me? So I think it's... Here's my, here's my guess. Is, is my, my thought on this. is like, okay, I'm a curator. I'm buying a collection would be a mythic, a legendary. You know, it would be a whole group of, of, of uh, you know, collectibles that you can put out. Say you're going to put an outfit or whatever. And then you take the submissions from the people who are designers. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't uh, multiple collections just have the same stuff in it? Um, I mean, you can do a collection based on anything. So you could have a collection based on this year. You know? Yeah. Is it co- so is, so is this a collection? Is where the process loses me. Yeah. Is a collection a, uh, a a wearable that has ten mythics? Like, if you do a mythic, there's ten of them. Is that considered the, those ten considered a collection? No, nah, my guess a collection would be like multiple, uh, a mythic, a legendary, okay. uh, a couple of different epic packs or something like that, that you're going to have like a collection. So like, uh, um, you know, you have a you have the ability to make an outfit, okay. you know, that goes together. Oh, I see. Okay. 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 A theme. I think, I think, yeah, the collection, I think is how, if you look at your wearables on Etherscan or on OpenSea and it says like mm. community contest. Uh, Decentraland, Halloween giveaway, Christmas. I think that's what the collection is. Yeah, so, so like where those, what those wearables are being produced. The category, for. basically. Yeah. To be, um, yeah. More common, so you see way way more collections coming about. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is, but this is where the process kind of loses me. Um, is where you have what seems like a pre-sale before it gets voted on via the DAO for if it gets released. So like it says here in the, um, uh, it's off screen right now, um, but it says in this example um, online, it says Lizzie keeps additions number one through number 10 for herself and her friends from the the art collective. Yes. And then she goes to market and she sells 30 out of the remaining 90 uh, issuance allocation on the market, but all this like sales and everything like that and deciding what you want to keep, what you want to sell and everything is going on before it gets voted on by the DAO, which that's what I can't understand is why are people able to buy this stuff before it's voted to put it onto the marketplace? You know where the process loses me is whereby we haven't got anybody from Decentraland to explain this to us in 30 seconds and we're done. <laughs> we wouldn't be having to have like a a 30 minute conversation well, about that's this. why I'm trying to recreate this video. 30 so seconds telling us how the fuck platform, so they can just, you know. Well, this is actually their internal communications that they've just made public, so they probably understand it really well. Oh. And they've just made this public. Yeah, well, tell us then, because we're also part of this journey. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. This is this just is the internal step. threads okay, and stuff. Is, last week we didn't have nothing like this right here. You know, isn't it crazy how much they've put this stuff up since like January? When like we heard nothing going into the launch, mm, yeah, and now we have all the stuff coming out like this week, maybe even bleeding into last week. Like we've got so much information that I don't think I we've ever had access to in the past. Imagine if we Just didn't have this. Thing. Imagine if we still didn't know any of the updates still that were coming up. We'd still be complaining yeah. in the channels about what about wearables? Who's allowed to put them out? Yeah, Who's yeah. not? Blah blah blah. Like wasting our time. Like, if you looked at it in like a lifespan, you know, we're getting. Oh, okay. Let's say we're at that age in a child's life where you're always just knocking shit off the table, off the table and shit. <laughs> they just got their arm and leg movements and shit, so they can just do everything. You know, mm-hmm. like we're trying to get to that point. We we don't have our motor skills yet. So once mm, you get your true. motor skills, then you can kind of figure out what you want to do with them. You know, hundred percent. You know? I think it was because of the podcast that we're having them to uh, issue their. Well, you know, you put pressure on them by, by putting no media on it, you know, for sure. I mean, that's what media is for. Yeah. And media is going to be necessary. I, I plan on being in the media. I plan on seeing you guys in the media. You see, there you, know? you go. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I see what I see Rio's point. Um, I think. So what's the, I don't what's know the if, process now? Like, since Rio disagrees, now Rio has to vote uh, what? That this shouldn't be how the DAO authorizes this uh, wearable well, I process? think first we need to understand this process, and once we understand it, then we can comment it. Yeah, keep running it through. I kind of derailed us there for a second, but keep so, let's so, pick this up from Curator Stakes Man. Let's see if we're on the same page. No, though. that's my so, fault. Yeah. Designers come together, create stuff. A curator comes and says, "All right, well, submit your designs to me. I'll put that collection together and put it towards the DAO." Hmm. The DAO now sees this collection of like ten to fifteen different items that the curator has put together, but different designers have designed them and then if the DAO approves that i think that's when it gets distributed for sale and stuff so what is dar i have no idea i was going to ask that question mana holders can vote new collection creation mana holders can vote collection to be disabled from dar i think that could be explained further down the article let me see i think that might be what anorak is talking about in this next and then uh, curator has a new collection. After the vote is in collection, contract created and added to DAR. So, so this submit this something. Uh, designer pays mana to curator. Curator decides to include the series into the collection. So here's the collection. Curator has a new collection. Collection contract created, added to the DAR, and then wearables get included. Designer can emit wearables to the marketplace. Yeah, this this isn't very clear. This isn't very clear. I think if you scroll down, they explain it with this story. Like there's mm-hmm. paragraphs of the story and screenshots of the flowchart pieces that, that they're talking about. Uh, I think that'll be better. So we know what the start. So we know what the designer process is. And if you guys scroll down, I'm I'm reading the curator bit, the hurdles of being a curator. So Dior is someone else, as always. So Dior is Maddie. Maddie's a renowned curator yeah, in the central yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinks mm-hmm. the shoes will be perfect for his collection and accepts the bid to include them. Of course, Lizzie already knows this and has contacted Maddie privately before just to make sure she won't be paying for submission in vain. Lizzie keeps editions number one through ten. Get bribed. <laughs> so this is Lizzie. So this is a creator. Uh, for herself and her friends from the art collective 
she started a couple of years ago. Now she goes onto the market and puts 30 out of 90 remaining issuance allocation on the market. They are an immediate success and she sells out the rest of her collection at a public auction in the main plaza market. Well, I kind of understand now. So I think the collections are supposed to be, like you said, the categories. Um, so a curator is actually someone who's the manager of that category. So like Shibu? Well, hold on a second though. So they're saying that the person that creates them, who owns, who is making money off the rest of them? Like, okay, is a curator making money off the rest of them? So I think that's, that's what we point. explained further down okay. how the profit share is maybe. Um, but as so, so far, I understand it as a curator being in charge of a category. So like 20, 2019 uh, footwear collection and the people yeah. submit to me, yeah. I approve it and they're in my collection, but they can only be in my collection, I think. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Like my category. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense for them to go apply to like a hundred different collections because then there'd be no point being a curator. Yeah. But no, no, but who makes them like, so it says she gets 10 out of the hundred. Let's say that they're, they're, hopefully that's what they're talking about. She is 10 out of the 100, and then the rest of the 130 out of the 90. I don't, I don't understand where they get these numbers. I think it's, really? just all, it's just all hypothetical. So I don't they, think, oh, I don't think it has any bearing on 100, it. 100 get happen. minted. She keeps 10. She puts 30 um, into the allocation to the market. They sell out, and then she, she sells the remaining 60 on the main plaza market. So it's up to her. It's It's... She can put them out at her discretion. Like she doesn't have to put out all 90 all at once is yeah. what that means, I think. Um, so basically oh. the creator uh, for the wearable the designer. or the designer, they are they have full control as to how much is actually released into the market. That's true. So like yeah. say- I wonder, if, I wonder if they have to make that proposal before they put it out into the collection that would make like, sense because they, we would we would they, make a hundred t-shirt block runners and uh every month the monthly winner would get a t-shirt even though we have a hundred of them and that's how yeah. we monetize it but that's the thing is is there is, are they saying that if you make a hundred t-shirts that 60 of them are going somewhere else no they're saying that you make a hundred t-shirts you decide and what then to do the person it. that creates it says i'm going to keep 10 for myself and 90 of them I'm going to put out there for people to buy. Oh, yeah. oh okay, okay, okay. So they're, yeah. all right, all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they're saying like a hypothetical, This what she's decided to do with it, as yeah. opposed to like what the parameters are for it. Yeah, because yeah. I could I can make 100 T-shirts. They say block runner. I give each of you guys a T-shirt so that way you can kind of show off that you have one, which would encourage others to maybe want to get mm -hmm. one. And I said, well, to get one, you have to play our games and you have to be good at them. And that's the only way to get it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we don't know whether or not the 90 remaining ones are going to be sold on the market. Is selling them on the market the only option we have? Or can we just distribute them the way we want to? I, I, I think, I think I the designer I has... That you have to have... How you wanted to so you could drive yeah. traffic. Yeah. You know, outside of just the market side of it, you know, you'd want to be able to... Like, like um... The DCG guys, those guys gave them out to their people like uh, um, incentive. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think they've given like two of them out. I have, like they got like they're all epics, all the DCG stuff. Yeah, they gave um, one a two set. And they, they gave one. Yeah. A, uh, no, they get those. I thought those were legendary. Those are legendary. Oh yeah, legendary. My bad. Yeah, yeah. out of a yeah, out of a hundred. Yeah. But um, I think the designer should have a say into how they're going to be distributed. Either it's going to be completely on the market or is it going to be through some other gaming mechanism or giveaways or whatever it is. Yeah, like because be I think that's one thing that we could use to drive. Uh, yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. 
you know, so it like constraining it to just putting on the DCR market, you know, I don't know if that's the best use case for making user made, you know, wearables. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, for like, let's say a company wants to come in, make a big splash. They, they make a bunch of user uh, made wearables that say their company name on it. They give them to a bunch of brand new people that are um, like going to Decentraland because of them, you know? Yeah. And so they gave them away in that fashion, you know, and you just yeah. ate the, you know? Yeah. I'm going to guess that, that when you're putting all these plans together, you're going to have to specify the percentage that you're going to release and the yeah. amount of time that you're going to have to release it. Also, so you might be able to release it however you want, but they got to be done in a gonna, year. My bad. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm obviously not tearing through this thing right now, but I'm just saying like, what's going to happen. I, you got to imagine that the curator is going to get some sort of compensation as well. So you got to imagine that the curator is going to be putting up a sizable amount of the money mm. and taking a sizable amount of them and deciding what he wants to do she wants to do with them you know mm -hmm. yeah and if you're a curator i mean and you have that incentive what's stopping you from just saying yeah yeah i'll i'll push your stuff like do whoever comes like i guess you have to vote for the dow but is there a limit to how many votes we can put up for wearables in x amount of time or can anyone just kind of pump that stuff in i mean that's that if they put a dow up that we're voting on all the wearables and stuff that's going to be such a live situation <laughs> how do you keep up with it? That's what I mean. How, how, how do you keep up with it? If we have like, you know, six votes in a month for wearable well, you know, stuff. Like like, myself and myself who are invested in wearables and, you know, we're gonna, that's yeah. going to matter to us. So yeah. You get involved. And then the people who don't care so much, probably don't get involved in that, you know? There's so much stuff into, the, into this and it's just wearables. Yeah. Like... Exactly. No, but I, I think this is a good start, though, because I, I, I we just outlined different use cases for wearables and creating them. Like we would use them, we would create some to use them for games, um, and other people would just literally create them just for the market to sell, and uh, others would be using them for to promote an event, and that's it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If 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 only ten people show up to your event and you have a hundred T-shirts that you minted, then there's only ten out there in existence. Right. Or does the designer have access to a whole hundred? Well, you know, the whole thing is that you would probably have, you're trying to put, make it so somebody has to put money up. So they, in order for them to start that venture, just like any t-shirt, just like if you would make a t-shirt in life. Yeah. You know? So, you know, if, uh, if it costs you money to put that up, Hey, if you want to eat that and you want to have a box full of t-shirts, like I've had in the past, you know, yeah. for whatever event, then yeah, you know, it's true. Box. Yeah, the market will decide how valuable they are. I say, hey, hey, Frankie, I want some of those T-shirts. I'll just buy some, and yeah. you sell them for whatever it is that makes sense for you, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, like you, <laughs> the, you know, I mean, not that, not that you really equate these, but like you know, the um, the T-shirts for the teams that didn't win the championship, but they made the T-shirts. Yeah, anyway. exactly, exactly. Yeah, interesting. I think it's a. I think uh, it wouldn't be a good idea to keep talking about this it'd be better to just get august on and give us his mindset right. and then we can pick it apart or he can give us insight as to whether this is the only model they're thinking about or if there's more yeah um that would probably be the best play mm -hmm. so let's uh so that's it you guys wanna, yeah yeah oh wait there may be more topics uh but we're that's exactly 90 minutes are we yeah are we done? exactly 90 minutes oh what time is it it's uh, oh, 6.52 oh, Central Time.
We got to get over to Frankie's party here in a minute. Yeah, what Frankie, shout that out. What, well, I guess no one's going to see this before your party <laughs> starts, but but what's the uh, what's the coordinates to your land and everything that if someone yeah. wants to come and just kick it and listen to music that they can do negative so? Negative 67, negative 114. Minus 67, minus 114. Okay, you got some nice stuff around your land there too. That's oh, a neighborhood, if, man. Me and all yeah. the quality guy on my crew. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys go down there and check that stuff out, there's gonna be more than just his uh more than just his building for, for you to check out. I mean, you probably got a solid twenty minutes of exploring just in that like yeah. three to five parcel radius. So I believe I'm up. I'm gonna go check it out right now. Yeah. So what time does it start? Like in how many hours, Frankie? Now? Right now? Yeah. Yeah. And hey. then by the time <laughs> I said to be so. to be as soon as we were done with this, pretty much. I've been there. Yeah. And then by the time this is released too, we, we should have the fashion show and everything public for the Grand Theater. Mm -hmm. um, That's and right. I think, uh, Maddie, last we spoke, we had um, Josie oh. on board for, for the judges. We had um, Josie and Whale Shark and Andrew Steinwald and uh, Shibu from the Decentraland team, who's the person behind the artwork for a lot of the wearables. Oh, nice. Um, I'm thinking of getting the Sketchfab guy as well. What's his name? What is his name? But the CEO of Sketchfab, I reckon we could get him because 3D modeling design yeah. should be yeah, up. Yeah, that's, that's a great um, But yeah, um, I have a lot of high hopes for that event. Um, yeah, uh, we got a lot of pretty big names on board for it. We've been working with Carl and um, KJ, who's the creator awesome. of the Grand Theater. Um, they're doing a lot of stuff in there that's uh, just special for that event. Um, that's probably going to be, I'm thinking like 11 p.m. UTC time on Saturday night. Nice. So going to be a ton of prizes and everything like that for everyone. So I think we should be able to get some decent sponsorships as well. Yeah, we already have Chain Guardians on board because their crate sales on that Tuesday. Oh, that's right. So Chang, their crate sale is going to be going on during the fashion show. Um, nice. So we have that. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And, and with all the different metaverse projects kind of having a re uh, representative there, uh, mm -hmm. all for Somnium Space, who I reached out to today on Twitter, I haven't heard back from. Um, but uh, we have a lot of different projects represented. So hopefully we get a lot of different users, a lot of new users from those projects. So if you're someone who's committed to Decentraland and comes out for this stuff on a regular basis, I strongly encourage you to come out to this because uh, we're probably going to be needing a lot of your help to answer a lot of questions and stuff from new users. Hopefully, hopefully new users. Excellent. That sounds exciting, man. It looks like a lot of stuff is coming together for that. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of stuff in the general chat uh, just today. Um, a lot of people are starting to do stuff with different little events and uh, a lot of people being inspired to create new stuff. Um it's encouraging. I feel like there's a lot of people that are kind of paying attention to some of the stuff mm -hmm. that other people are doing, um, creation and, and content wise and following suit. And that's what we need. Well, it's the fun stuff that's going to get people mm -hmm. um, yeah, like this, the wearables thing and getting involved and it being fun to just join and pass yeah, time with. Yep. Anyway. Fun. Yeah. Fun, free, entertaining. You got a chance to win probably some pretty good prizes. Um, yeah. So by the way, a DCL core. Just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Oh, that's mm -hmm. right, dude. Um, do you yeah. want to share your screen on that, Maddie? What you have? Uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to do some record or? 
It's just I don't know. You can off it now, I guess. Okay. Uh. So oh. yeah. So we'll end it here. Thank you guys for watching, and uh, I'll put everybody's Twitter on on video too. And uh, so sayonara, I guess. Yeah, nice chat, guys. guys. Yep. See you at Frankie's. Come party with me, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at theblockrunner. <laughs>